Hey there, friends, and welcome back to Grounded in the Middle. I'm your host, Danielle Folk, and I am so glad that you are here with me today. Want to become rooted in living your best life? Well, hop in the car, lace up those shoes, start that load of laundry, do whatever it is you need to do, and get ready for a quick trip into the country where I'm going to share stories of homesteading life and restoration. Together, we're going to dig into topics that will lead you to reflect, rethink, and become more rooted in who you are today. And just know, I am absolutely thrilled you decided to hit play and join me here today on Grounded in the Middle. Hey friends, will you do me a favor? After listening in to today's episode, will you give it a quick review? By doing so, you will be helping this podcast reach other listeners just like you. And don't forget, join me on Instagram at Farmhouse Storyteller and subscribe to the Farmhouse Storyteller Journal at farmhousestoryteller.com. This is where you're going to get emails of recipes and other fun adventures here out in the middle. Have you ever heard of the Chinese proverb that says, when the roots are deep, there is no reason to fear the wind? It's so funny. Over the past week, we have had some really high winds out here in the middle. And living in an old farmhouse, you get the wind that just creeps through every tiny little crack that could be found or big one. And it kind of just cut right through the house. And you could just feel, even through the house, the strength of the winds that came through here. And, And even more so, we've had a lot of those windy storms this year. And whenever the winds pick up, we carefully watch our trees on the property and we have lost a lot of trees. Some of them were dead and just needed to be laid down anyways. But we look at those trees just in hopes of, you know, their branches not breaking or them coming down altogether, especially, you know, the ones that are healthy. And one that is in particular, uh, my favorite is our maple tree. And it stands to the right of our house, and it's about the the same height as our home, maybe even a little taller. And it is one that I question how long it has stood there because it is really thick and it has got bark that is, you know, twist and turn. You can tell through the years, the growth that it has had. Its bark is reflective, you know, of having to stretch and to grow. And I would hate for the day when that tree eventually is no longer here. And I hope it's not when I'm still around. I hope it's many years from now. But you wonder how deep its roots have to be, but also how wide stretched are they? Because in order to hold that huge tree up in its canopy of leaves, it just kind of makes you how long it has taken for it to gain the strength that it needs over the years and how many storms, you know, whether it be snow or rain or wind, how many has it endured in order to get those really strong roots? And I kind of think that that is us as people, that we we don't care for difficult situations. And I believe there are some people who feel that they shouldn't endure difficult situations and they might struggle some with them. And 
And with that, that's kind of what I want to talk about today. And it's not only the wind that we have experienced here, but I was rearranging some books and I like to collect vintage books. I even like the antique ones that are like falling apart. I like to collect them to decorate with. And of course, it's been like a really popular trend. But what I have done is look for books that are kind of ones that are old, but also relate to things that my husband or I or our children are kind of interested in or reflective of our personalities. And so I have this one book on the shelf that I came across and it's from 1952. So it's not that old. I don't want to offend anyone by calling it vintage. However, recently I've been called vintage. (laughs) But anyways, um, it's called The Power of Positive Thinking. And it's by a gentleman named, his last name is Peel, Norman Vincent Peel. And what's neat, when I look at books, I look for what they're titled, but I also like it when they're really worn. Because to me, that is just history, you know, of how many people have read it or how often it has been read. And this one, when you turn and you look at the pages, they're kind of, um, some of them stick out more so than the others and they are wavy and worn. And I always like to flip through and see if there's any little book markers that have been left, whether it's a small piece of paper or if, you know, maybe tucked away is an obituary or photo, just something that's been tucked away. And, and this one in particular I did not find anything that stood out, except now as I flip through it, friends. Oh, how interesting. There is a note in here with a phone number, Milford Horner Phyllis. So maybe Phyllis Milford. Anyways, it has a telephone number, which I will not reveal because we don't need to call anyone today. Um, But it's really interesting to look at these books. But this one in particular... I had stood and started reading the intro and I thought, you know, if there's anything that I could share or want to share with anyone, I think it would be the power of positive thinking. And I'm not saying that I'm someone who is always happy. That's not the case. No one will tell you that they're always happy. If they do, they're not telling you the truth. (laughs) Um, But, you know, so often over my lifetime, I have been, um, I have met people who say, you're so happy. How are you so happy? How are you always smiling? And I've never really had a response for that. I didn't really know until probably within the past five years where that comes from. And I'll be honest with you that I personally feel like a lot of my happiness comes from, you know, being a child of God and having my faith to draw on. I feel like that is the majority of where it comes from, but I don't know that. I I know that you can, if you are not a believer, that you can bring positivity in your life so that you can live your most happiest life that you do deserve. And so I kind of wanted to share with you this intro and I hope that maybe you, I hope you don't find yourself in it, but if you do, I hope that you can kind of, I hope that you'll like 
find a way to relate to it and that it can help you grow as a person because it is through those difficult times and experiences that we endure things where we are just like that tree. Our roots grow deeper, they grow wider, and they get stronger. And no one else can see those things. We can't see the tree's roots. We only know our roots. And, you know, I do believe, I do believe that each and every person can find more happiness through positive thinking. So I'm just going to read a little bit of an excerpt from this book in a few places and then talk about what we can do in our daily lives, just easy things to help us improve our positive thinking and and help ground ourselves in a life that is just more positive. All right, so here's what this intro to The Power of Positive Thinking says. It says, this book is written to suggest techniques and to give examples which demonstrate that you do not need to be defeated by anything that you can have peace of mind, improved health, and never and a never-ceasing flow of energy. In short, that your life can be full of joy and satisfaction. Of this, I have no doubt at all, for I have watched countless persons learn and apply a system of simple procedures that has brought about the foregoing benefits in their lives. These assertions, which may appear extravagant, are based on bona fide demonstrations in actual human experience. Altogether, too many people are defeated by the everyday problems of life. They go struggling, perhaps even whining through their days with a sense of dull resentment at what they consider the bad breaks life has given them. In a sense, there may be such a thing as the bad breaks in this life, but there is also a spirit and method by which we can control and even determine those breaks. It is a pity that people should let themselves be defeated by the problems, cares, and difficulties of human existence, and it is also quite unnecessary. In saying this, I certainly do not ignore or minimize the hardships and tragedies of the world, However, uh, but neither do I allow them to dominate. You can permit obstacles to control your mind to the point where they are the uppermost and thus becoming become the dominant factors in your thought pattern by learning how to cast them from the mind by refusing to become mentally subservient to them and by channeling spiritual power through your thoughts you can rise above obstacles which ordinarily might defeat you by methods i shall outline obstacles are simply not permitted to destroy your happiness and well-being You need to be defeated only if you are willing to be. This book teaches you how to will not to be. So, you know, there's been a lot of studies done. And and in that passage of the introduction of that book, I, I think that maybe you could think of someone or maybe even a time for you where you let the obstacle overcome you. And it can be dangerous in a way to our lives because studies have been done, have been done. And one of them was done, it seems like eons ago, but 1994 by Taylor and Brown. It says positivity can lead to better mental health and well-being. 
For example, self-directive positive thinking can buffer us from the effects of stress. So, and, and with that, it also says that by being a more positive thinker, it helps us cope with stress faster and more effectively. So instead of dwelling on the negative, positive people look for solutions. And when we find those solutions, our stress starts to dissipate. So it also improves our health. There's evidence that positive thoughts boost resistance to disease and improves the ability to recover from health setbacks. And I think that you might um, be able to easily relate to this. When you have more of a positive attitude or positive thinking, you'll have better relationships with people. We're all drawn, at least many people are drawn to positive people. So being positive brings more people into our lives. And with a positive attitude, we're also better at communicating and negotiating. And so think of how that could affect you in your social social circles, whether it be at work or at home or with your friends. It's a lot of our life and our day is being with other people. So to think that positive thinking can impact us in our relationships, that would have a really large effect on us every day. By being a positive thinker, we can become more focused. With the power of positive thinking, we're driven to achieve the things that matter to us. So you being more focused through your positive thinking, you can achieve things that are important to you. And with that, Since you're so focused, you'll be able to tune out all the noise and you can tune in to what needs to be done. You'll also feel more confidence. Positivity extends our view of ourselves and our value. And so it boosts our self-worth. And the more positive you are, the more you believe in your own potential and give yourself opportunities to fulfill that. Are you seeing how it's kind of like a domino effect? It really can impact our lives in so many different ways. Uh, It can also help us be more successful, right? So we're feeling more confident about ourselves. We're surrounded by people, you know, who have come around us or near us or we have found because of their positivity. And so you can be a more successful person. And studies have been done that have shown that leaders or people who are successful have a positive um, have a positive outlook. And as a positive person, you not only attract success through the law of attraction, but are also better at networking and also inspiring others. And overall, by being positive and having positive thinking, you're going to experience more happiness. And it says here, it says it stands to reason that being positive brings you joy, optimism, and satisfaction. And when you have a positive mindset, you notice and appreciate the beautiful things in life. So I have to, for me, you kind of think about those things and it's a lot at first, but can you think of a time where you felt like you were in a place where you were just, you hit the wall and it was very hard to be positive about any of it. 
for me, this comes from when our twins were born 10 years ago. And I've spoke about this before, but I was put on bed rest at 24 weeks. And I stayed there for three months in the hospital. I went to labor and delivery twice, I believe, if I remember correctly. Um, but so often I had people come in and say, how are you so happy? It's almost like when they came to visit, they expected me to be kind of doom and gloom and just stressed and worried about having to, you know, hopefully keep these babies in, in me for as long as possible. And they weren't greeted by someone who was doom and gloom. It was, hey, how are you? Right. And, and I really think that aside from giving all my trust to God, because I knew I couldn't, I had no control in that hospital bed. I had none. There's nothing that I could do. I was told to just sit and, and relax and take care of the babies. But I have just this feeling from that experience that being positive played a huge role in how all that turned out. And we gave birth to healthy babies and it ended up being wonderful, but it was a huge lesson to me and how impactful it can be. Could you think of sitting in a room, four walls all day, you know, with visitors here and there being woke, uh, you know, at all hours, hardly ever getting sleep um, because of people coming in and also being pregnant. But think of if I had been negative or stressed about it, what that would have done, what the babies would have felt. They would have felt that stress, that anxiousness. And there's plenty of studies done that show the wear and tear on people and how it can break you down. Since then, I'm now more aware of how stress affects my body. And, you know, whether it be back pain or headaches, tension headaches, things like that, our bodies are very, very sensitive. And so it's my hope today through sharing these things that it could help you improve because a lot of people, I think as we get a little bit older, at least in my generation, we're becoming more stressed and well, or we're beyond stressed, I guess you could say. Um, it can really take effect on our bodies and we might think it's one thing that's causing it when really it could be something that we could control through our positive um, thinking. There are some people that are just upset and angry. And in this book, uh, Power of Positive Thinking, in chapter six, it talks about people um, who are fuming and fretting. And it says in here, many people make life unnecessarily difficult for themselves by dissipating power and energy through fuming and fretting. So yes, we're going to encounter situations that are out of our control. But then sometimes we hang on to things or we can or people do that really aren't necessary to hang on to. It says, do you ever fume and fret? Here's a picture of yourself if you do. The word fume means to boil up, to blow off, to emit vapor, to be agitated, to be distraught, to seethe. The word fret is equally descriptive. It is reminiscent of a sick child in the night, a petulant half cry, half whine. It ceases only to begin again. It has an irritating, annoying, penetrating quality. To fret is a childish term, 
but it is described, but it describes the emotional reaction of many adults. Um, it goes on to say in here, we do not realize how accelerated the rate of our lives has become or the speed at which we are driving ourselves. Many people are destroying their physical bodies by this pace. But what is even more tragic? They are tearing their minds and souls to shreds as well. It is possible for a person to live a quiet existence physically and yet maintain a high tempo emotionally. Even an invalid can live at too high a pace from that standpoint. The character of our thoughts determines pace. When the mind goes rushing on uh, Pelham from the feverish attitude to another, it becomes feverish and the result is a state of bordering on petulance. The pace of modern life must be reduced if we are not to suffer profoundly from its debilitating overstimulation and super excitement. This overstimulation produces toxic, toxic poisons in the body and creates emotional illness. It produces fatigue and a sense of frustration so that we uh, sorry, so that we fume and fret about everything from our personal troubles to the state of the nation and the world. If the effect of this emotional disquiet is so pronounced physically, what must its effects be on that deep inner essence of the personality known as the soul? And I'll stop right there. You know, it's interesting. This book was written, it was published, I'm sorry, in 1952. And yet our life have really only sped up even more. And, you know, so how do we take care of ourselves? I'm going to go through what we can do for ourselves this week. And so here are some things that are shared on what we can, what we can incorporate in our lives and our, in our everyday. So practices that can help you increase your positivity. One is write a self-compassion letter. I know. I know what you're thinking. Like, that's really lame, but it's a real thing. So being comfortable with yourself and showing yourself some compassion can make it easier to find, express, and receive positivity. Who doesn't want that? So try writing yourself a, comp um, a compassion letter. And in this letter, you can say nice things to yourself and give yourself a break from anything that you might have been judging yourself for. I think some of us would say that we are our biggest critics and it's time for you to give yourself a break. And if you don't want to write yourself a formal letter, write down the things that you, that you can say about yourself that are nice. Build yourself up. The second thing you can do, practice positive reappraisal. So, Positive reappraisal is an emotional regulation strategy that involves trying to reframe the situation that you're in and find its benefits. And within that, you're going to decrease your negative emotions. Next, you can practice gratitude. This is another journal activity that you can do. You can list down of something you're grateful for each and every day. And in the end, this is going to boost your gratitude and it's going to bring in your mind and train your mind to think of or to notice in our busy lives, to notice the things, the things that we are grateful for. 
And the last thing here that I can share with you for yourself is trying to do positive meditation. Now, I'll be honest, I have a really hard time sitting still. And so this is something that is a challenge for me, but you can hop on to YouTube and they have lots of meditation videos for you to explore. And these can help focus your thoughts on the positive and improve your overall mood. And, you know, like anything, practice makes perfect, right? Or nearly perfect or better than it was yesterday. And so these are going to be things that you really have to find ways to remind yourself of, whether it's setting a reminder in your phone, on your calendar, to write something down that you're grateful for. And, you know, when it comes to that, you don't have to carry around a journal. Start a note in your phone or start an email thread or write yourself an email to yourself on, you know, your your self-compassion. You don't have to sit down and get out paper and pencil if that's, you know, not your thing. But sometimes it's nice to have all of those things, if you choose to pick up a small notebook, that you can write in and reflect on each day. And as you practice those things and as you surround yourself with people who are of similar mindset and attitude, I think that you're going to be able to help yourself break away from old habits and break away from negative thinking. But also to be prepared, just like that maple tree at our house. We were never guaranteed in this life for things to be easy. We have never been guaranteed that we wouldn't face heartbreak and disappointment. But what we have, we have is ourselves. And for those of you who believe in a God, you have your God and those teachings that you can lean on. But at the end of the day, we have ourselves and we have our own root system that we have control over growing and strengthening so that when we do come to our next season, when there's a storm, we are able to handle it even better than we did our last storm. And it is the hope at the end that, you know, we find ourselves more grounded in this life and that we can appreciate and see, you know, even through struggles, how wonderful the life is that you've been given is really, really good. And so friends, I really, really hope, you know, while sometimes we're going to find ourselves in the middle of those storms and it's uncomfortable and sometimes we're there for a while, I hope that you find that in those moments, it can sometimes create the most memorable pivot in your life when that pivot is what changed everything for you. And then everything past that storm falls in to an even better place. All right. I will see you next week. All right, friends, that is all for today. I look forward to joining you next week and, and sharing some more before Thanksgiving. All right, friends, I hope that you have a more positive week and that you're able to use these things in some way this week and that you can see the difference in the power of positive thinking. I'll see you next time.